Welcome back to another episode of Showboy's Companion Series for The Bad Batch. I'm Pixel Nick, and this is your boy, Mikey. Mikey, how you doing tonight? Doing pretty good, buddy. How you doing? Not too bad. A little tired. Uh, a little bit too much yeah. yard work. <laughs> Fun in the sun, if you will. Yeah, definitely uh, very nice weather compared to last weekend, but it's <laughs> definitely a busy weekend for sure. Yeah. Summer, I don't know if it's actually summer yet, but it seems like it's in full swing. It's been toasty. Um, yeah, your first few days for the AC over here. <laughs> yeah, same. My my basement stays this cold all the time, so when the AC runs, it's just extra cold down here. Um, but yeah. it felt good today. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we took to no announcement. We took last weekend off just because it was Memorial Day, and I think we were both equally busy and plus i think it kind of fits in well with you know these kind of mid mid-season episodes not that they're completely filler but you know especially these two it kind of worked out they have some overlapping themes right um the batch the boys if you will they uh basically they they've linked up with this character an old jedi informant if you will um named sid that echo knew from the clone wars. And basically, I mean, a lot of this revolves around this character and essentially the batch taking jobs for her. And that just leads to an array of adventures uh, too so far. And they'll probably have a few more. I anticipate as they keep going, it seems like to be a pretty settled theme for the mid season arc, if you will. Have you been, uh, have you been kind of appreciating maybe like little connections they're making or even just, I think it's a nice change of pace. It's kind of like a different kind of like the Mandalorian, you know, vibe doing the jobs, uh, kind of not bounty hunting, but you know, they're taking jobs, get that money. Yeah. I think, you know, especially like you said, this is going to be a long season for, you know, so, uh, but I think uh, they're doing good with the character development. Right. I think in this, you know, a little bit maybe for the overall story it feels like but you know especially like we're talking uh wrecker you know these two definitely seems to you know they're moving his word i was like oh i didn't maybe think about wrecker you know it could play a big part of that chip you know yeah uh, and yeah they they definitely keep kind of teasing that and wrecker yeah. more and more is a, you know a pretty big character i mean he's literally big but yeah he, he, you know <laughs> They, they they take the time to kind of push his story just a little bit each episode, you know, more so than yeah. the other characters. Obviously, him and Omega, right? Hunter a little bit, but there's definitely something say, brewing there. I was about to say, we got the two more child <laughs> childlike uh, characters got a little more development, it seemed like. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, they need yeah, it. Well, um, even, you know, like uh, I said, giving her in this, they, she got Crosshair's room. The beginning yeah. of what five she gets crosshairs, you know, communicator. Got the comm link, yeah, crosshair. He doesn't need it anymore, apparently. Um, obviously. Yeah. 
Yeah. Tech always coming in with the the sad blows. Yeah, which and then I know you know still no crosshair. Right. You know, like I'm still waiting. I was like, okay, episode or two, but they still you know episode five they still haven't gone back, and we actually haven't seen crosshair since he was what sitting on that table, right? After yeah. His shit got cleaned up. I think that's the last time well, we saw him. Or, well, the yeah. fight. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah, after they kind of escaped yeah. Camino there. Um, yeah. I don't know if he's just busy doing Empire stuff these days, um, or if yeah. I mean, I mean that I mean that might make sense because his mission to get them might be a personal vendetta in the grand scheme of like the Empire because the Empire still mm-hmm. I don't think is particularly interested in finding the Batch. Um, if anything, that's just kind of a a crosshair vendetta. Other than that, he's probably just doing yeah. orders and doing missions for the Empire. I would yeah. guess. Yeah, but um, you know, <laughs> what's that? Said so probably they're gonna. He's got to because he follows the orders, right? So he's right. got to wait till they tell him he can go get the batch. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I, they just need that reason. I just don't think they have that yet. But obviously, we have some people after the batch, right? Because the last mm-hmm. episode, episode four, um, you know, we got Fennec after them, and we learned a little bit more about that uh, in episode. Was it was it five five at the end, end of five? Is that how that ended? Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. But, uh, she they do the mission for her, and she reveals. You know, it's like you said. I, the people that watched Mandalorian, you you know who it was, but nobody in the show yet knew who she was until the end of episode five. Right. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, we have episode five here, and I mean, <clears throat> it's definitely it's it's a cool, fun episode. Uh, we have a lot of kind of like reoccurring or returning characters that they're reusing. Um, a big one I kind of wanted to point out was obviously the mission is to go save or rescue Moochie, who we just know is a child, right? From these, um, from man, I guess it just slipped my mind there. Zygarians. I was thinking Trandoshans. Those are different. Um, Zygarian, <laughs> um, slavers. And yeah, Zygarian. Zygarians are fun because they were actually in a couple episodes in the Clone Wars where Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan, they go basically to the home plane of the Zygarians and they kind of like, I think they they essentially just like take down their, their little slave um, empire right during the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So, and you get a little bit of that dialogue from that main Zygarian. You can kind of hear him off camera. He's kind of saying like, this will be like our, our first start to like rebuilding our slave empire um, because, you know, the Republic's gone, the empire's around empire obviously doesn't care, things like that. So I thought that was cool. Good use of the Zygarians. Um, And essentially they have Moochie and they have to go rescue Moochie. That's the, that's the bounty. That's the mission. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's all on the same planet or or mental. And they, basically just fly to the other side to go do this. And Ordmantel is a cool planet for them to kind of head to, right. To meet this Sid character to pick up this job. Um, it's, it was in, it's been in a lot of different star Wars content, especially like kind of in mention, but it, it's also been in um, Knights of the old Republic. Uh, nice. I believe the first one you go there, but just a lot of different, um, things they're drawing from that just keep things familiar and i do like that um so you know 
They head to Ord Mantell. Echo knows this informant named Sid. He used to inform for the Jedi. Um, and, you know, you get a cool little scene where they're kind of like in this basement cantina kind of place. There's like some slot machines or like some gaming machines. Real, real low, like not really a big crowd. Just there's just like a handful of them in there. Um, Sid trying to, you know, quickly gives them like stiff arm. Be like, I don't know who that is. But for, for some reason, though, Echo is just like, hey, you're Sid. And I thought that was interesting. I don't yeah. know if that was. I mean, do you think that was because of some sort of like because she has like sensitivities toward just knowing things like I, I couldn't quite place like why oh. she just knew it was Sid. Yeah, yeah, that's what I felt. I was like, it must be like another four sensitive thing. I was like, either that or she just had how the hell of a tell because like, you know, if Hunter doesn't especially doesn't know who Sid is, how the hell is Omega? Right. You know, know who that is. So, yeah, I definitely I took that as, yeah, it's her like. You know, she got like, no, you're sick. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She just must yeah. look like she runs the place and that's who they're there to see. Um, yeah. and, and, and I mean, very quickly, I, I like Sid. Sid's kind of like this, uh, you know, the old, the old lady that like mm-hmm. runs the, you know, like her own little mob circle. Like she looks way, she's yeah. way more dangerous than she looks or leads on to be. Oh, um, yeah. and she, she's just always super witty. Uh, she has a lot of good lines, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you know she's the one that gives them the job to go get Moochie. Um, and very quickly they they head to the other side of Ord Mantel, and you know the batch is doing their thing. They're doing the kind of like sneak up on the situation, kind of gauge what's going on. They tell Omega to stay behind, per mm-hmm. usual, but to their benefit. Um, but you know the the short of it is you know they get captured, and they're you know they're all chained up, and Omega heads back to the ship. And she's, you know, she's modifying her her little clone doll or whatever to make it one of the batch. Um, you know, then the slavers show up. She hides, but then now she's 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 privy to the fact that they're probably captured now. Um, and there's there's a lot of you know just you know the creatures. Uh, the I I, forget, I think it's like a a Zybrek, Zarbrek, something like that. The flying creature that the main um Zygarian was handling um those things are really cool they were also in the clone wars because that's just kind of like what's on that planet that they're from um that they ride into kind of like battle and they remind me of and i wonder if they are this i don't think they are but they remind me of stuff from um legends at this point but basically darth bane um he essentially mastered one of those and like i don't think it was one of those because they're like part of the zygarians but you know just like these these large beasts that they mm-hmm. kind of bring in like you know we're, we're in star wars or ships it's you know spacey but there's they're still this like cool element where there's creatures right still and i think that's always just like a fun thing to have in there so like mm-hmm. it's all very futuristic kind of but it's a very organic world where they're still people riding on creatures we have swoop bikes yeah. so i always yeah. like seeing those kind of things yeah very star wars even you know go back to empire right the big mm-hmm. battle a lot of machinery and stuff yeah but cutting open the tom-tom in front yep. of them, and yep and you know yeah that, that's cool. a recurring theme and I, I just like that that's always just kind of there and i, I feel like you don't you know we don't always think about that 
just in that i think that's just part of the the naturalness of star wars how it's just kind of using everything it has at its disposal in these worlds um yeah to make things fun and cool it's very cool you know because you know in a galaxy far far away sometimes it's futuristic you know and sometimes it's you know almost primitive you know right. or medieval and stuff so it's awesome to you know how they're able to go through all these different settings and use, like you said, it could be technology, could be ships, could be monsters, lizard, you know. So definitely cool. It's definitely, you know, like I said, to it, it's it just has a Star Wars feel to me. Yeah, you know? and and this but, place that's like Garians are hanging out at is like these ruins, and it kind of looks like ancient ruins, but or it's just mm-hmm. like another like city that just got like bombed out. But you know, they're kind of hanging out amongst these ruins, and you you get to see a little bit of them or you see a lot of them later, but you know, the way Omega's kind of like traversing them where she's trying to rescue them and stuff. Um, and to that point, like she accidentally, she goes to rescue them. She's trying to get to their gear and and they're aware that she's in the area, um, you know, coincidentally and to their benefit, but you know, she knocks down a rock kind of alerts them. Zygarian's wrecker does like a cool, like one legged, kick like soccer mm-hmm. kick of like a rock it just like knocks one of them down just a little distractions or you know they're kind of giving her time to get there but you know she falls down and she gets in front of this cage and she looks at she can see what's in the cage but we can't see in the cage we're kind of like from the perspective of the thing in the cage well she gets captured and you know her witty line there is basically she was able to unlock it to everyone's dismay and you know what comes out is i'm pretty sure you recognize this as i think a lot of people did and yeah it, it was a baby rancor um yeah. this is you know they're giving a little bit of backstory here to an unknown character and i thought that was that was fun you know that's fun to toss in there um yeah because yeah, personally my favorite is return of the jedi okay so when I saw that, for me, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Because, you know, it's a baby one, but I could tell. And I have seen some things on the internet since that people think that is the one that Luke kills. But mm-hmm. I've heard that it has a different name as well. But either way, it's cool, you know. Especially, I think, what, at this point, we don't – or did, what, did they reveal that it was actually Bib at this point? That Yeah, so, yes. I so, I'm trying to think back since we're, you know, but uh, that and, you know, Bib Fortuna, for me, I was like, hell yeah. Like, yeah, you know, remember yeah. we thought Jabba could come into play. So, yeah, you got the Gamorrean guards. Bib Fortuna yeah. walks in there um, and uh, the Rancor, too. Like, you don't have to see it. You just have to hear it. Like yeah. that scream that it makes is just so good. Um, yeah. Very, very classic Star Wars audio cue is a Rancor yelling. Um, but yeah, you know, so I mean, unless unless they had gone through a few of these Rancors and perhaps Moochie was just the first that died and then the Rancor that Luke ends up killing is a different one. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I would just go ahead and say like this is the Rancor that eventually grows up and becomes um, the one that dies by luke's hand yeah no I, I was surprised how much uh bib fortuna was kind of like it's like knew it or yeah. like it seemed like that he knew moochie 
That's what, that like, I, I was getting a vibe that it was, like, taken from them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you, you know, that it was actually, you know, their property already. So maybe Jabba was in the business of breeding rancors and these yeah. Zycari, like, kidnapped one or something. Um, could be the case, but I don't know. But, yeah, yeah that, that was that was all a fun little in, intertwine there, and you kind of, you know, you learn that in the, the fight that follows right the rancor and that's the rampage yeah. and that's the episode title is where we get this rampage yeah. of this rancor all through the these ruins and really tearing up these Zygarians. um they really aren't too much of a match for it and mm-hmm. you know wrecker keeps referring to this uh this child that was actually there by chance as moochie and then finally like it's dad or whatever was like no no this isn't moochie that's moochie um so that was funny yeah, and you get you know you get the, we get this whole rampage scene and it, you know the batches you know everyone's just kind of fighting everyone but you know Mushi seems to be like for the most part leaving the batch alone. Obviously, he was just pissed yeah. at the Zygarians this whole time. Obviously, yeah. for being captured. Um, and then you have this like main Zygarian trying to you know be every you know get the up hand by having his little flying dragon pet thing. Yeah. Um, and all that and in in this too but you know what i did want to point out was i thought it was really cool that one of the zygarians dropped this um energy bow and omega finds it and she picks it up and kind of sees it it's it's interesting but this essentially becomes like her weapon like she got her weapon finally Mm -hmm. um and I, th- I don't think she, I mean, she's carried a blaster and stuff before, but like, I just feel like she found her weapon in this episode. And they made that very clear when she yeah. picked that thing up. Yeah. Like, you know, like we said, she got the, you know, communication device that was crosshairs and yep. stuff like that. Like you said, this, you know, like everyone has their weapon, right? Hans Blaster, you know, that's Hans Blaster. Yeah. You, you know, the blue lightsabers, Obi Wan, you know. So it's cool. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I was like, oh, she finally got her weapon. Yeah, and and it's a cool... I don't know. She's just such a unique character because even from, like, her appearance to even when she wore, like, the Kamino in, like, headpiece, things like that, like, just the ornate nature of this energy bow, right? It it doesn't look like a blaster. Um, It it has this, like, golden, bronzy ornateness to it. It's kind of intricate in just the way it... It works. It reminds me of like if you were have if you were to like have an Atlantean like energy weapon, almost like you know something like that. In some reading I was doing, I thought they said, "Isn't that weapon has been used in Star Wars before?" The bow. Um, I thought. Oh man, I can't. They showed a picture of the people, and they were in like red robes, almost looked like the devil or something. I think it was from one of the comics. Because okay. I had wondered if this bow, and I was looking up and stuff, and I can't remember. I thought someone said that it had already existed before. So, okay, so what you're referring to looks like that there is a variant of these energy bows that okay. the Night Sisters on Dathomir. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, so that makes sense to what you're saying. Where okay. did it? Cause that's what I, cause when I read, I'm like, oh, I was like, so I didn't know if it was that one or not, but that's what uh, I didn't know if it was kind of like how the Jedi's that you know have lightsabers. Mm-hmm. If certain people use that bow or not, like you know, 
Okay, so yeah, it, it appeared in um, the basically the Night Sister arc in the Clone Wars. It's like a four episode arc. So okay. that that now that you say that, that does make me remember that um, they did have weapons like that. I don't remember it being quite like that. Um, I think it's noted that this is like a Zygarian version, but definitely, okay. yeah, the energy bow thing. You're right; looks like then, it was a a Night Sister I, thing. Yeah, because I don't remember a lot of bows in um, Star Wars besides Boba Fett had one, right? Was it kind of like a like a pistol bow? Sort of. uh, Ch- Chewbacca has a caster. Yeah. Yeah. He has a crossbow. That's more like yeah. a blaster. And like, that's why I like this. I like these, uh, this Zygarian energy bow because it's like ornate mm-hmm. and stuff. Whereas yeah. like Chewie's bow caster is more so like a blaster that just has like a bow S yeah. element. Oh, wow. Yeah. I really, I, I, I wow. I completely forgot that. Yeah. The Dathomirians, they have these bow energy bows and stuff. This is a cool weapon. It's, I mean, it's unique. You don't see it a lot and it's only, you know, it's used very narrowly. So I think it's cool that they, you know, they donned her with a weapon. It's also a unique weapon, which fits her very well. Um, Yeah. And I thought that you said the energy part, I was like, I don't know if it, but I was like, Oh, since we're trying to figure out if she's, you know, four sensitive and stuff, I was like, it's almost in between like a Jedi weapon and a bad Mm -hmm. match. You know, so I thought I didn't know if it was. I was like, "That's oh, kind of cool." You're so like, you know, you know, is it gonna, you know? Yeah. So, and I guess, I guess Omega it makes her kind of like Legolas like. She's kind of like elf like in a way, and so yeah. like here she is with the bow now. Um, so that yeah. kind of like fits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so I was happy to see that little um little bit added in there. And then, you know, so, so they're, you know, they're, they're continuing. She picks that up and, um, they're able to get the, the other group, you know, the other slaves that were other people that were captured away. But I did think it was interesting, but I don't think it, it fits is so like there was three other people there that they had mm-hmm. captured and two of them were obviously Gary, but there was the third one that was a human and it was kind of like, it was kind of heavy set, right? A little, a little mm-hmm. chubbier. And, I thought maybe that was the handler for the Rancor in episode six. Like, remember the one that comes in crying after Luke kills the Rancor? Yeah, yeah. I was okay. thinking maybe that was him, but he just leaves. And yeah, I, I that's where I thought that was going. But he just kind of dipped. And then Bib was kind of mm-hmm. like showing all the affection like he knew Moochie. So I was thinking, yeah. I was like, oh, OK, there's Moochie. That's the Rancor. That's, yeah. you know, he's with it, but I guess not. I guess I thought I thought about it, but it didn't happen. That would have been nice. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it kind of fits. Yeah. Kind of pale, heavy set human, obviously a lot younger. And that yeah. would have been like a really cool detail to have, add there. Cause, have, cause him, I, have, him run, have him run out all happy that it's safe yeah. instead of <laughs> crying. Yeah. Yeah, because that's just such a like a deep re- like a deep cut reference because it's only like three seconds in yeah. Return of the yeah. Jedi, but you know they just you know George just wanted to add this crying fat guy you know over the death of the Rancor, yeah, uh, yeah. who just sleeps in, <laughs> in who sleeps in the dungeons of Jabba's palace. That's what he looked like. He looked you know yeah. he just looked like he slept with in the Rancor's cage. Yeah, um, <laughs> but. Uh, 
you know, and, and then and then I also like where Wrecker kind of redeemed himself as far as the combat thing goes because he like one on one boots Moochie. Yeah, I, they got that, that was, little slap fight. That was probably my favorite scene of the show, just because we know a, a Wrecker that thinks he can fight uh, gorillas yeah. and bears and shit. Yeah, but that was definitely cool. You know that he had to fight the rain for dominance to yeah. you know get it to go. You know, and then at the end, they're just like, oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's yeah, super like, slow. They're both tired and yeah, like they're missing. Like, yeah. And like I said, for my, you know, that I love Return of the Jedi, but, at, you know, seeing the Rancor, you know, and that kind of comedic, you know, yeah. I, I like that. I enjoyed it. A baby Rancors yeah. are comedic yeah. looking things. Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought, too, that was like, you know, we already know Wrecker is just Wrecker. But yeah. I thought, too, kind of showing how we're talking about with the chip part, too, showing if he can beat a Rancor just hand to hand. Yeah. You know, kind of showing what Wrecker really can do. Yeah, so, it's just it's just strong suit. Obviously, yeah. like, I don't know. He, he's gotten the short end of the combat stick for like past few episodes. So I was just happy to see him, you know, really. Mm-hmm. showcase his abilities and you know tame the rancor more or less which was yeah. an important part of this episode because that was the mission yeah um, at him he's riding it like you know when they at the end, the end when they're heading back it's fucking riding it it's all happy and stuff it was, it was yeah and that and yeah so that's like where the whole bib fortuna scene comes mm-hmm. in and then you know yeah. obviously bib was upset because Sid had not delivered the Rancor yet, but then you, you yeah. hear the yell and Omega's riding the Rancor back. Yeah. Um, obviously has already established a bond with it. And that's even like a force sensitive thing too, yeah. right? Just like yeah. establishing bonds with creatures and things like that. That's actually like a force power and like yeah. video games and stuff. So um, yeah, she actually has bonded with every person yeah. she's one-on-one with even Crosshair. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's like, you know, it wasn't a lot of depth there. There's a lot of just kind of like nods to obviously like Zygarians, the energy bow, a little, little bit of color politically, as far as like slave trading policy in the galaxy empire doesn't seem to care. Uh, obviously not. They, they enslaved the entire Wookiees, um, unfortunately. So I was going to say, isn't it when they show up, isn't it Omega? She's like, slavery, or one of them, like, slavery is illegal. And he's like, I don't Echo. know. The Empire's, in, yeah, the Empire's in charge now. So, <laughs> yeah, Echo, Echo's <laughs> funny. He's always acting like, you know, all the rules of the Republic are still standing because he's like, yeah. the, the the Republic, they outlawed yeah. slavery. And they're like, uh, yeah. Republics is, are not a thing anymore. Um, yeah, they were just like, <laughs> sorry, Echo. Yeah. He's just all for the Republic, you know. He he won't mm-hmm. let it go. That is his programming. Um, but yeah, and then we get the this is one of my favorite Sid lines where she's like, you know, Bib goes off with the Rancor and the batch kind of says, She's like, You dark and broody, my office. Um talking to Hunter, you know, <laughs> dark and broody yeah. hunter with his like half his face painted and just always just upset yeah. about something. I, like that. I did like that line too. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's just like her person. I can't place like what character like she's based on, um, but I feel like there's a lot of different characters out there that are yeah. like her. She's just like this tough, yeah. tough chick who's been around and runs the show. 
Yeah. Like someone I was reading, they made a not, you know, mention. And then I thought about it, you know, uh, when Luke shows up to Dagobah, Yoda's like, no, I don't know. Yoda. Yeah. Oh, true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it was just, you know, kind of like a little, you know, call back to that or what. Cause I remember I had to ask you, I didn't know if she was from Clone Wars or Rebels or anything like that. Cause it seemed like she would already exist to me. So I was a little honestly surprised to find out that she wasn't. Um, I like to think she doesn't. Yeah, I don't. She, yeah, she's just in, um, just in the Bad Batch as far as appearing and things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Great new and character. That's what you, uh, yeah. And that's what you, you know, she's helping the Batch, but it's also, it's like she has that personality and stuff. And for what she does, well, if somebody gives her enough money for information on the Bad Batch, yeah, you know, would I don't I think she'd turn them in. So it's kind of interesting what because she even they end it when she's like, you know, when uh, they show her it's Fennec, and she's like, you know, if uh, she's after you, you must be pretty important. And he kind of gives her a look, and she's like, you know, don't worry, I won't say. I'm good at I'm good at keeping secrets. Uh, yeah, yeah, for the right price, you know. But now I kind of feel like, well, she's saying that too. Like she has the batch, you know. Yeah. I think I think she might turn to a character that genuinely likes the batch, and you know, and will yeah. stay on their side. And I think that's just in yeah. her. That's just part of her mo for sure to like yeah. give that like hard time to 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 the dark and yeah. broody guy. She probably has a crush on Hunter, to be honest. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, so you know the final scene in this episode is you know she she's like figured out who it is. It's Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand is a newcomer, kind of in the bounty hunter scene, which makes sense because um, where she is in the Mandalorian, you know she has to. She's pretty. She's much younger here, but she's like she's pretty good though still, and she's working mm-hmm. for a direct commission. So that would mean that it's sourced through the bounty hunter guild, but she's working directly with the client on this. So obviously a client that has money um, is willing to work direct and pay a good bounty hunter, specifically a a single bounty hunter, not just like to the guild contracted one bounty hunter. This is going off based on how the guild works in the Mandalorian a little bit. Um, But yeah, and you know, says basically saying like you must be pretty, you know, valuable or special for you know someone to be after you guys like this, and that leads in the conversation you're just kind of explaining. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we we get a little bit a little bit of color here as to or hint clues to who might be after the batch, um, and I think it lines up still to be the Caminoans. I think it, I think it's still, it fits the bill, right? Um, Caminoans are very private. They're very direct dealing. So I just feel like they would be someone to hire a skillful bounty hunter like Fennec directly to go after the batch. Why? We still don't know just because we haven't, you know, gone back. We haven't seen the Caminoans. We haven't seen Crosshair, like you said. So it still lines up to make sense to be the Caminoans just trying to get Omega back, I suppose. Um, but they let them go in the first place, but I think that was just them trying to protect Omega at the same time. So mm-hmm. I still think it fits. I mean, do you, is that where you think? Uh, uh, I have, yeah, probably that. That's what I was thinking. I was like, 
it feels like it. So I think it's either obvious or they're, you know, like it's, we're sitting there thinking it's got to be them. So I'm kind of waiting for like a, a twist. Yeah. But that's what, yeah, it seems like, you know, with the information we have, like you said, uh, it's pretty, the last couple have been just batch, you know, the bad batch. We haven't gone back, you know, to anyone else or stories or anything. So, you know, we're getting the clues and stuff through all the information the batch is getting and stuff. Right. And then you notice too, like Sid has, like, if you look around her stuff, around her little office, whatever you want to call it, she's got some artifacts. Mm-hmm. And there is a there's a Mandalorian helmet, uh, and yeah. stuff, you know. So I did pause a little bit, you know, try to. <laughs> so it's in. I think her her role, like you know, I feel like it's going to be big. Whether it's just the next like three or four episodes, or you know, she tells him she's given him the the missions now, so they kind you know, yeah. Now they have something kind of tying them down for the first time since they left. So well, yeah. if, if people find out they're working for her, you know, this is, they're not as much on the run, it feels. Because right. They, and that goes back to like, you know, at the beginning of the episode, Omega asks why they're going to Ord Mantel. Um, mm-hmm. If they're, you know, if they're trying to lay low, why would they go to like a city or a new planet? And Hunter is kind of like, well, as long as there's a bounty hunter after us, we can't really lay low. Yeah. Um, and, and Sid there remarks that, you know, if you got someone like, Fennec on your tail you're gonna need mm-hmm. friends and you're gonna need money but mostly you're gonna yeah. need money but yeah. she lives the friends and i i feel like she probably might become like that ally of theirs yeah. amongst others so um you know and then i think that's a good a nice not or a nice thing how these two episodes play together is that mm-hmm. they it, you know i i confuse them a little bit at times just because yeah. they're they're a lot overlapping um but yeah the next episode here um, decommissioned, I think uh, definitely bleeds into more, more direct kind of like arc trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, so like obviously rampage, I feel like is a good setup for this mid season arc. And then um, decommissioned here, episode six really kind of starts pushing forward the kind of side narrative that they're pushing along the way as they tell these like individual batch stories. Mm-hmm. And we do have a comment from a little bit ago. Um, Mike, he said space rail to untold galaxies and people living in mud huts. Yes. Um, my response to that is still, we people here have Lamborghinis and internet and people in Africa still live in mud huts. So Hey, Not everywhere is equal, Michael. You come, you come to our neck of the woods. And, uh, <laughs> I've seen some nice ass cars sitting outside some shitty trailers. So. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Mud hut because I live on a desert planet, but I happen to have a very nice spaceship. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> but that you know that's his pain. That's how he feels about it. He just mm-hmm. thinks everyone, everyone just you know should have. Real nice houses, I guess, in Star Wars. <laughs> Heck no. Heck no. This place is this place is rough. This place is used. Um, anyway. Still here on Ord Mantel, episode six kicks off in there, hanging out in Sid's bar. You know, I'm I'm really liking uh Sid here. Um mm-hmm. 
it's their new, like you said, they're kind of, it's grounding them. Well, they kind of have like yeah. a little hub here. Um, they got a place to hang out. They got Sid's, Sid's bar. Yeah. And it's got a you know, feel, right? Like we're like almost like you expect Han to be in the booth or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it opens up here with um, Omega kind of getting some, le- uh, some bow or mm-hmm. just shooting lessons from echo here and echo definitely is um you know he's a good teacher i mean he's a clone he he very trained in combat and things like that always one just like many clones but particularly him like just one for like these are the rules these are the procedures like this is how you become better this is how you do it so he was definitely kind of playing the the teacher here and meanwhile you have a this this weak way and an Ithorian kind of just hanging out in the bar and they're just kind of like taking bets on if she makes the shot or not. And yeah. um, there's a good little bit here just where she's like, I, I was doing fine until like these two like <laughs> showed up and echoes just like distractions. Like big part of it is you got to learn how to tune out the distractions. Um, so just some, just some good life lessons here from uh, echo gave me vibes of Luke with the lightsaber. Like when he's yeah. training. It would have been cool if they kind of had that floating ball that shot the lasers. <laughs> yeah. But it came, yeah. you know, obviously Echo is not quite Obi-Wan, but like you're saying, you know, but I kind of got that kind of <laughs> like, you know, oh, I didn't know if that's what they were going for. But it definitely felt like Luke, you know, practicing well, with the lightsaber to me. Well, like a lot of things in, in Star Wars, especially like newer stars, they always like to do the nods yeah. back to things. So I think that definitely could fit as like a nod back to like when Luke was first learning to use lightsaber. Um, yeah. That definitely is a reoccurring theme in things. So, you know, here we are, though, and Sid has another job for them. Um, and this one's just kind of like a off the cuff, just unrelated job for them um because they need money and she knows this and she needs uh, a good good people to go carry out the contract and you know her and her and hunter got this kind of repertoire going on where he's like i'll think about it and i think he, he said at the end of the last episode he's like i'll think about it and she's basically her whole stance in this scene is just like well yeah of course you're working for me i just i, I just told you that like yeah she was like you're gonna take the job and he's like oh well i guess we'll take the job she's like i know I just told you yeah. you're taking the job. So <laughs> yeah. um, kind of leans back to the also, you know, the other episode she was, you know, saying Omega's the smart one or making mm-hmm. jokes where like Wrecker said something. She's like, oh, it talks. Um, yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. yeah, she's just, they're dumb clones to her, basically. Uh, they're not the sharpest tools in the shed. No. So they, uh, the job though, is they have to go get a tactical droid. And a tactical droid is from the Clone Wars, um, and also episodes. Uh, they're in episode two, I'm pretty sure, or episode three. Can't remember if they actually show up in the movies. I think just like a very, just like appearance, but they're definitely in the Clone Wars. And tactical droids are basically like the battle droids that the, all the battle droids listen to. Um, Mm -hmm. and they just kind of carry out the tactics and procedures and they're kind of like the brains of the operation specifically in like battles and stuff. So that kind of ties into the title of the episode being decommissioned and essentially the batches, they have to go to a 
decommissioning plant on Corellia, which is Han Solo's homeworld, and we see a good bit in the movie Solo. Um, and Corellia is mentioned in a ton of things. It's obviously in Solo, and it's it's a I think it's a core world, and it's just a, it's just a pretty hopping place. It's a it's a big part of the Star Wars universe, especially when it's Solo's homeworld. But mm-hmm. um, it's an industrial planet. They got shipyards there, all that kind of stuff. So essentially we're getting a little bit of color here into this post clone wars world and the battle droids are being decommissioned they're being broken down melted getting getting gotten rid of um because the separatists are all kind of defeated palpatine kind of made sure that they all got wiped out episode three anakin goes and just kills all the leaders so there's a bunch of clunky clanky battle droids that just need melted down well people are after the tactical droids because on their way there echo makes it a point echo or tech make it a point to kind of say how you know tactical droids were good at defeating clones that was kind of like their job well now that the clones work for the empire that intel's and it's a hot 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 commodity um so you know they're they're off to Corellia to get this tactical droid and you know speaking of nods back to the original trilogy, uh, they they attach the Havoc Marauder to the uh, um, underbelly of what was basically a cargo ship. And I can't recall where I've seen this cargo ship before. Um, I'm pretty sure it was in Clone Wars season seven, but it's basically just like a ship that has all the containers on it, just like we would have a ship uh, container ship. But, you know, basically they're like, oh, this old trick and you know, it works just about every time and text like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's gonna, gonna work, but this obviously nod back to lots of different things in star Wars. But I think like the first time is Han attaching the Falcon to the back of a star destroyer. Right. When he went out the, the, and he floated away with the trash and that's where Boba Fett yeah. ship locked in. Um, that empire. Yep. That was an yeah. empire. Yeah. So, yeah little nod back there that's always a fun maneuver for whatever reason it works very well you used to go invisible when you attach yourself to another ship um but yeah so uh, uh, pretty seamlessly they kind of get down on Corellia's surface and they make quick work of just like getting right to it you know so they they infiltrate this factory they avoid some police droids which are basically just like battle droids but they don't look they look a little bit more humanoid-esque, um, a little less a little less battle droid-esque. And you know, they get they get in there, you know, they're kind of avoiding everything. They Omega kind of stays back and Hunter just kind of tells her to wait and like, you know, look for the target. Just keep an eye on the belts because it's somewhere in here. Um Wrecker gets told that he has to go take the high point and like keep an eye on everything. He's like, Oh, that, that was crosshair's job. Um, and he's afraid of heights. So he's, he wasn't too <laughs> thrilled about this, but he did it. Um, and Hunter tech and echo, I think they all go to the control panel and, you know, they're just going to work on like, just figuring out where everything is, just make sure they have a handle on the situation. Um, and, Essentially, I can't remember if did did Wrecker have like a little did he already have his like little spasm where his head hurt? 
Um, he was having them like kind of the last couple episodes, but I think once he gets up high, he falls and, and then he really hits it and starts. He's like a good soldier. He starts saying a good soldier. Yes. Okay. So yeah, that'll happen in a little bit. I just couldn't remember if he had, like, if he already had, that was, I think it was the last episode or at the very beginning of this episode, they, he like kind of held his head and yeah, Hunter was like, you okay? Yeah, they kind of, I think, uh, subtly, like, he's been rubbing his head, Yeah, flat, you know, more and more. So, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, it seemed like out of all of his chip is, you know, being activated sooner than the other, or they still have the potential to activate him or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and uh, Omega, she, you know, is kind of keeping a lookout. She spots a, a tactical droid, its body and its head. Um, on the conveyor belt and basically that, you know, she radios that in. And um, I think it was tech. He, he asked is like, is the head still like in one piece? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, cool. And he basically they, she goes in to retrieve it. Um, and then what happens here is into the mix disguise is kind of like the plant workers is the Martinez sisters. And they are from, a four episode arc, basically one third of season seven of the clone wars in which Ahsoka Tano, um, has adventures with these two. And it, it's a pretty, it, it wasn't people's favorite arc, but it was very important to kind of build, uh, Ahsoka's character arc post leaving the Jedi order. And the Martinez sisters kind of help her really kind of frame a reference. What, the rest of the galaxy is like when you're outside the Jedi order. Cause the Martinez sisters are kind of like these smugglers. They're kind of con artists. Um, there's kind of like living on the streets. Their parents got killed in the, got killed by a Jedi instant. Like a, a Jedi was doing a Jedi thing and like doing a mission or something. And they were, their parents were basically collateral damage of a Jedi activity. So they essentially really dislike the Jedi and that's all kind of part of that arc. Um, but here we have the Martinez sisters, uh, also after this tactical droid. Um, so through a great combination of things, they're trying to get the tactical droid head. So is Omega. So is Hunter. Um, they, the alarm sounds and the building goes into lockdown cause they're spotted. And then we just have like tons of tactical or, police droids kind of pouring in um and there's a lot of police droids i feel like i mean they were just wasting them left and right and there's just more more and more coming in um Mm -hmm. so there's a lot i felt there was a lot it was heavy on the police droids they might as well just have had battle droids at this point (laughs) um but yeah, I mean, there's just basically a lot of chaos in this whole thing. Omega gets stuck on the conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. Hunter and the um, the one Martinez sister, Rafa, they kind of like square off, but then team up and like just kind of wa- you know help each other up out of that situation. That's this is also in this um, where Wrecker has his little breakdown, and ba- um, basically he got shot at. And he like fell and hit his head. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get the little tick come back to where he's, he said like, it took forever and I was waiting for it to him finally say, it, but he only ever said really half of it before he passed out. Yeah. Right. And he's, mm-hmm. he's like good soldiers fall and he like passed out. Yeah. Um, 
so that's a thing. And, you know, he mm-hmm. hit his head and basically I don't think anyone is activating his chip, but yeah. it's, it's trying to activate itself. Yeah. Um, was it sure? Like, Go ahead. once he starts saying he kind of, it's crosshairs voice kind of repeating that. But when he comes back to, it, I think it was, you know, and that, so I don't think it was like him talking to him. You know, but it definitely seems like record may change in the next, you know, oh, right, control in the next few episodes. Yeah, and there's gonna be a situation with record, um, where you know, I, I thought maybe it could, it was gonna happen here. I mean, mm-hmm. a little bit because they're, you know, we're, but essentially it's gonna happen where they're gonna be counting on him or they're gonna be in a tight situation and basically it's gonna turn south for them because Wrecker, mm-hmm. um, loses control here yeah and that's after watching this episode to me it made the rancor part more important from the Mm. previous episode because they have to get record to beat that thing right they're like record go you know so when who are they gonna have go beat record yeah right so that's what I'm kind of curious to see now. I don't know if it's necessarily if him and Crosshair will be there at the same time, but what are the other three in Omega going to do to stop Wrecker if he just is, you know, turns yeah. that dial's turn? Yeah, I'll be interested to be see the situation. The situation they're in. I, I I'm inclined to say that Crosshair is not going to be there. Yeah, I don't um, think. I think I think Wreckers will be his own individual. Like, I think they'll be in the middle of a mission and for whatever reason, they'll activate it and they're going to have to try to figure out on the fly what to do with record. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, the police just kind of count that count him as like a kill or he's like down mm-hmm. and out and they just kind of leave him alone. He's just passed out high up on the scaffolding or on the walkway. And, um, you know, the, you know, it kind of continues on, uh, Omega almost basically does fall into, a pit that drops and melts itself. But, um, uh, the Martinez sister saves her effectively. Um, they kind of all group up at this point, tech and echo are just fending off waves of police droids over at the kind of like command console. Um, but it does come down to, um, you know, Wrecker was trying to, you know, override the facility, the lockdown, um, and luckily he was able to get that done and basically reverse the lockdown, which kind of allowed them to commence in this escape from the facility. But also to do so is, you know, they kind of hot, they, they uh, jailbroke the, the tactical droid and they were able to reactivate a bunch of the battle droids. And they just had this like really cool scene where the battle droids turn and fight with them and echo mm. even makes sense like i don't think i would have ever imagined this being a thing um yeah yeah because you know echoes rec you know echoes had a lot of bad experiences battle droids and all that stuff that's how he kind of became the way he became but um yeah they have this like cool sequence of them kind of blasting their way out of there there's lots of dialogue you know with uh rafa martinez and hunter um and them kind of getting out of there. And Rafa's kind of like the the more gritty, kind of like ruthless one. And then her sister, um, Trace, is a lot nicer or a little more kind-hearted. And she's the one that saves Omega. 
so they get out of there. Um, lots of lots of fire, just lots of police strikes. They all get blasted down, um, and they get aboard the Martinez sister ship, and they kind of just take off and they go land over at where the Havoc Marauder was. And we get an interesting exchange here where um, Hunter and Rafa, they essentially, and this is where it gets interesting, is where um, Tech got the whole tactical droids, like, download, downloaded all the information to the the stick, the thumb drive, the really big USB it's weird that's a stick um can't be smaller but or bigger um but he gives it to her and basically says you know you're going to be doing this for the right reasons because they had a whole conversation of like you know why do you want it and what are we doing it for and hunter time jumping back to like other episodes where we're kind of looking at hunter's more moral compass of the galaxy here where he even says like it was easier being a soldier where he just had orders and he did them. Now he's kind of got to navigate this morally gray galaxy where he doesn't quite understand where they fit, like whose side are they on. And Rafa tells him, she's like, take it from me. You eventually pick a side or like you, you're, you always are going to end up taking a side one way or the other. And that's definitely foreshadowing there as far as like what mm. they end up doing. But essentially, yeah, he, he gives them the tactical droid data because he's like, you guys sound like you guys are going to do better things for it or going to use it to help people. Um, and then on, on the Martinez sisters ship, uh, they come a hidden figure that they do not show us completely. Um, and I'm pretty sure they reference it as he, he or um, him. So that's yeah, what, he or yeah. him. So it doesn't, it makes it not Ahsoka, but yeah. Ahsoka would be the most likely person that they are working with. Um, but I think it's Captain Rex because Captain Rex would be with Ahsoka, and then that would be the closest him or he to Ahsoka. So I think that might be Captain Rex. Um, because as we see in Rebels, you know, there's just this is a very early version of that basically growing network of just people working against the Empire. Mm. So I'm not right. I th- I'm pretty sure that would be Rex. I'm not sure um, who else I think it might be. Did you have any ideas? Um, no. See, that's what when they said him. Uh, that's why I wasn't sure because I did some looking. I you know that they were attached to Ahsoka and stuff. Um, so that and I you know for the stuff I don't know for Clone Wars and Rebels. I that's what I was like. I haven't you know would know who. And we kind of, um, we're talking about Sid. I don't think we mentioned. She says something to Hunter, I believe, or is it Bib for about a Jedi came asking her stuff too at some point, was looking for information. I'm pretty sure she said to Bib. So it was, yeah, to it's to somebody. I wasn't, I'm not sure if it's him or um, Hunter at the moment. God damn it. She said, I think she just briefly mentions about like a Jedi coming looking for information too. So I wasn't sure sure if that could be the same Jedi or 
who it would be at this point in the timeline and stuff. Hmm. And then with uh, Ahsoka and so I don't know as much. So like you said, Captain Rex is close to her, but I don't know who else would be for that. I do. I do remember. Cause I don't think they like really, she doesn't go into who and stuff because that I remember thinking very, and I'm like, well, what Jedi would she be? Yeah, that I mean, it would be Ahsoka more or less. At least, at least in like Filoni's arc, I, I just can't imagine it. It would be, you know, it would be Ahsoka that who it would have to be. Um, but yeah, that's. I think I think that was probably Captain Rex. I'll be surprised though if it wasn't like who it might be. Um, but you know, this is another kind of like this is where they finally tie the past like few episodes forward um, mm. into. You know, they're foreshadowing essentially this yeah. eventuality where everything's going to kind of connect back up um, because they are they are still kind of these are like half filler episodes. Yeah. You know, did we really need to see like the backstory on the Rancor? No, but it was fun. It was a mission. Yeah. Um, and that kind of established the whole Sid thing. And then now the Martinez sisters are pulled in the loop. I was surprised to see them get pulled in at least so directly because i mean they they're so fresh off of season seven of clone wars that just came out like two years ago or it came out when disney plus launched so that was that was two years ago yeah because there wasn't a whole lot new on when it launched right yeah so you know so i was was surprised but also glad to see them directly tied in and this just kind of continues like feloni is like really tightly tying this narrative this felony verse together um through this post post clone wars era yeah i'm not sure if you mentioned it like i said when i was looking stuff up they mentioned that the sisters have ahsoka's droid at the end don't they isn't one of the droid ahsoka's so I, i was so yeah i was reading about that um r7 um i was gonna ask because i was like so that wouldn't they gotta be in contact with her still uh, yeah, if, have her, if that is her droid. Yeah, so I looked that up because I was curious too. And essentially, this says R seven, the Martinez's droid, changes color between scenes. Yeah, he is first green, white, red paint job, which is that of Ahsoka's astromech, but then becomes orange and black in the second scene. I did when I was looking stuff up. I saw that too. So that's why I'm I wasn't sure if it actually was or not. But yeah, I can't. I can't say it. It it, it probably is maybe because mm-hmm. I, I don't think they had an astromech. I don't know how it would be Ahsoka's either because so much happens between the last time Ahsoka saw the Martinez sisters in season seven of the Clone Wars and then this. Obviously, all of Order sixty six happens, and that's just like a mess. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know how too much hinges on that, but I think they're definitely in league with Ahsoka and Captain yeah, Rex and somewhere here. Yeah, when I saw that they had her droid, that's why I was like, well, it might not be, but I thought it was just a clue to let you know, like, okay, like she's going to be coming, you know, to the story eventually. So, Yeah. So, yeah, this is this was episode six, five and yeah. six. There's 14. So we are at the halfway point next episode, which is still, I mean, still a pretty tall hill to climb. I mean, halfway through uh, 
you know, we have 14 episodes. So mm-hmm. trying to think like, I think we're going to have another, definitely another Sid episode. And this is kind of, mm-hmm. kind of be the, I feel like the next episode or two, but probably the next episode is going to be the episode where I want to say just fill us in, like just do a filler episode next, but edge to it, but it's going to be where Sid kind of shows her true colors is she going to sell them out? Mm-hmm. Is she going to help them out? That's kind of like the two ways that's going to go. Yeah. Is Fennec going to show back up? That, you know, will that happen? I don't think yeah. we're going to see the Martinez sisters or who they were talking to play out until later, maybe like three or four episodes from now as we get into the final arc. So we essentially have, we're probably like four arcs, ish here so we had like the first three episodes we have the three that we're kind of working on here then we're about to do another yeah. you know six or seven so i think we still have more sit episodes here more missions but they're really going to start linking together hopefully soon here um because they're definitely putting out a lot of feelers and like you you said yeah. like we haven't seen crosshair we haven't seen yeah. um that whole even like really the empire like the whole first arc of this the whole first three episodes has kind of like been very missing so too when i when i said when i was reading stuff a little bit ago and i had saw kind of a theory and when you say you you're pretty sure it's captain rex now i've did something he was able to not be controlled by a chip right so because if that's the case i'm thinking next episode Wrecker is probably going to the chips going to take them and they're going to try to get Wrecker to Captain Rex to help with the chip if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, because Rex basically got his surgically removed mid okay. order 66, which is a pretty okay. cool. It's the, it's the last four episodes of season seven of the Clone Wars. Um, I would say okay. just go watch those. Um, just go watch. <laughs> just go watch season seven of the Clone Wars, because because it yeah. it back ties directly to all this. But yeah, Rex is able to get his removed. Um, there's a handful of clones that get them removed. I, okay, you know, Echoes is destroyed essentially because he's just so messed up. Um, and there's a few other clones that are able to get them removed and stuff. They kind of set that up in Rebels, but. Um, okay. Rebels was the first time they they were kind of like yeah Rex Rex a thing Rex got his removed then they like backtrack and they release at season seven of the Clone Wars and then they basically show how that happened so um, these are all definitely things that are in play so it definitely you know it's fun to see Filoni because he did the Clone Wars he did Rebels so this is now what sits between those two things so yeah. there's a lot of stringing together he's doing yeah i'm gonna have to go back and watch those ones this week before the new one comes out trying yeah yeah i i definitely like i like i like the sid thing here i like the little missions and all that kind of stuff um yeah but definitely interested to see like what pace they decide to pick up you know going into the second half of the season because at the very least with her i'm curious to see like even if she's in her own dilemma where say she where she doesn't know if she wants to give him up or not. Who is that person coming to her? You know, making right. her 
So I definitely, I think there's a lot of good things coming. And it's definitely for me, like it's definitely ignite, you know, getting back into star Wars and stuff like it, you know, I well, think it's good. That's a good thing. That's good. Uh, that you made me think, um, Sid doesn't know Fennec is after Omega. No, she's working direct. Cause she, so she was like, you guys must have yeah. like, you must be valuable. She doesn't realize Fennec's yeah. only after Omega. Uh, that's what I thought too. That she, mm-hmm. it was funny that she didn't point out Omega that she said, you guys must be, you know, yeah, so so she is very much in the dark. So she definitely hasn't been prompted with that moral dilemma, where, whether it's like, because if she knew exactly why, she probably would already have taken like a stance on it or not be working with them. But she doesn't really know why. So yeah. she's they're just like an interesting group, and she knows that they're useful and probably to keep them close because there's gonna, yeah. it's going to come into play for her. Hopefully, and she's hoping it comes, you know, it's an advantage to her. It's, it's just smart for her to keep them around because she knows yeah. there's something up with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's definitely. Yeah. And like I said, when she mentioned that a Jedi came for information for me, I was like, oh, I was like, well, who and what information, you know, cause I kind of thought, I was like, well, maybe they know of Omega, like well, a clone of a Jedi or something, but don't know what she would look like. Or anything like that. So maybe people know they're looking for Omega, but don't realize it is Omega. Yeah. That, you know what well, they're she, looking for. Well, she was a Jedi informant in the Clone Wars, so she might have been referring to that then. Okay. Unless okay. she's unless you I don't remember her saying that post, but like she might have been just explaining like her, her working with the Jedi prior. Yeah, I might have yeah, I might have just confused that then. Yeah. That, like, I was I took it as like someone was there kind of recent looking for information right. i probably just misinterpreted that i don't know you, I, I don't remember it like that but i wonder if that is the case if that was mentioned like that and i just didn't pick up on it because that would probably mean ahsoka um yeah. but huh interesting i mean you got, you got anything else i mean these are pretty clean episodes nothing yeah. too crazy um no it's exactly. fun though I like the the rancor, and like I said, I, I think Omega. Obviously, we still learn about Hort, and then I said uh, Wrecker. I, you know, he seemed to definitely be those the two to focus on as far as characters in those two. So she's gonna hit him with the energy bow right between the eyes and like knock him out. She's it's, gonna take Wrecker down. Yeah, that's gonna have to be. I think right because they're showing you what Wrecker did. He's the only one to beat the rancor. So I think we'll finally get to see some kind of uh, either, like you said, with the bow, yeah, or Omega, something we're not expecting. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Omega is the one to take down Record when it finally has to happen. I think she's gonna shoot him with the bow, and Tech and Echo are gonna school bus him, and he's gonna just gonna fall over them, <laughs> and then he's just gonna like tumble down a hill. Um, yeah yeah he's gonna be an angry angry and then they have but they have to like if if your th- if your theory pans out and they have to get him to um rex they're gonna have to some way like sedate him or mm-hmm. restrain him for travel because he's yeah. just gonna be like a ball of rage and i think that would be a nice scene in the <laughs> you know in the what's the murder or whatever yeah but cool yeah. I, th- I think he'll either it'll be in the middle of a mission or something like on the ship and it'll, you know what I mean? And kind of just be out of control. But I think definitely if it's not next episode, I'd say the one after record. Okay. 
will probably be who they got to stop. That, that was my next question. Like how far do you, like, when do you think that will be where Wrecker has his imminent breakdown? Um, I would say if it's not this one, it's the next one. Cause I think before it's over, he eventually says the whole line, doesn't he? Or did he, like, I think he, he just cut it off and he passed he, out. Yeah. yeah. Then if it's not the next one, then I'd say it would be part of probably the mid season finale. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then that would probably be not like they're going to take time off, but that would be a good spot to me where they're like, there's only one guy we know or whatever. Yeah. Where we gotta get them. And then Rex would kind of be the second half premiere, you know, episode nine or 10, whatever that would be to take this story. Definitely exciting. Yeah. Definitely enjoying it. Yeah, me too. It is, it's, you know, easy watch. It's like, you know, right. Like it's, it's nice because like the last time, you know, like we said, the last uh, movies they put out, I did not get into them. It kind of took me out of Star Wars, but this uh, feels like Star Wars, and it's not, you know. Yeah, and 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 this is what Clone Wars and Rebels were, um, you know, small short episodes, fun episodes. Mm. They don't, you know, they don't require a lot of you, but they throw just enough in there to kind of keep it all going and make it very yeah. much Star Wars. And that's what Floney's really good at. And yeah. th- I mean, this is this is holding up well. Like, yeah, even even though the past three, I guess, categorically could be considered filler. Yeah, they're not still like they're still very much in the way that um, like if you really want filler, you would go back to like Clone Wars season like one. Like yeah. that got really heavy on like just filler yeah. episodes. Yeah. But I mean, especially with these new, you know, characters you're not used to, you know, you've got to get a, you've got to connect to them, right? You've got to yeah. make people connect to them. Something you can have a good story, it can go, but, and you know, if you got, if you don't connect to the characters, it won't hit with everybody. You know? Yeah. And especially the fact that this might only be a once, one season thing just because. I don't know if it's still going to be the bad batch. I think it's going to yeah. be like maybe half of the bad batch at best. Like it's yeah. just that it, we're have a rogue one situation on our hands. Like they're not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even Omega, like there's not, that's, that's the one trick with star Wars is there's not, there's only so much room you have mm-hmm. in like a forward going basis. And this is even, even, even more tighter because rebels and rebels is near and dear after this. You know, some time, but as far as like shows, movies, content, like Clone Wars, Bad Batch, Rebels, and none of these characters are in Rebels. Um, So it's going to be sad. I, yeah, I think so. And like you said, I would not be surprised if the ultimate, you know, sacrifice has to be made. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We will see. But for now, I think that is all we have. Um, we do yeah. appreciate everyone tuning in, Mike, for his comment here. Um, obviously, we will be back next Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern. We shouldn't skip anymore. I think Memorial Day was just like a, a weird occurrence, and I, and it played out in our favor just because these episodes were so so fitting together. Um, I'd say and, July 4th is a Sunday. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. All <laughs> so, right. Summertime. It, it, the, <laughs> the, these are the these are the unforeseen uh, troubles of a companion series in yeah. the summertime. I um, didn't. I was looking at my calendar a little bit ago, and I didn't. I was like, oh, I was like, that's a Sunday too. So yeah, we might, we <laughs> might, we might double up on that one too. 
hopefully yeah. they go together well. Um, by then, shit, we're, what, that's a month away, so we'd be pretty much in the act three by then, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's moving right along. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll have to look at the calendar. We might just we might <laughs> announce that we're doing that. Yeah. We'll better plan it this time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, everyone, have a good night. Um, be sure to tune in this Thursday for a nice general what's playing with Mike and Chad and I will be talking about what we've been playing recently. I will be talking about Star Wars as a <laughs> as a precursor, um, amongst other things. So if you like Star Wars, if you like gaming, and if you just in general like gaming, tune in to that. That's always a good time. Um, but until then, we do what we do, and this was the Bad Batch campaign series, and I hope you all have a really good night. Yep. We are out. Where's that music? Play the music. Play the music. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.